You're sitting in your living room watching the latest episode of Jeopardy when all of a sudden you hear that sound that is all too familiar living in the Midwest. You head down to the basement, your heart is racing, and you're wondering, is this just a tornado watch or an actual warning this time? Then the lights go out. Are you going to get swept away? Are your friends and family okay? Will you end up in Oz? How will you survive? Hello and welcome to Survivor Die Trying, the podcast where we'll learn to survive anything and everything life can throw at you. I'm Cameron Esposito, comedian, actor, writer, and survival expert. With the help of some amazing guests, I'll guide you through some of life's stickiest situations, from hurricanes to bad breakups, no topic is off the table, and we'll bring you tips and tricks every week with a new episode out each Wednesday. But before we start, I do need to say this show is for entertainment purposes only. Experts say we are not experts. And today we're talking surviving tornadoes. Look, we just did the intro, but I got to say, I got great. I know this episode is going to be particularly good. And I'll tell you why, because the three of us that are currently recording this uh, could not figure out how to clap in a way that, oh, this is like part of, hey, this is a bit of a behind the scenes thing. Sometimes you have to clap to synchronize your audio and that it didn't work once. We tried multiple times. Medina, our producer, <laughs> who's trying to figure out how to get us on board. None of that happened. So I feel confident that given that we cannot figure out how to clap in unison, these three folks can definitely figure out how to survive tornadoes. So I want to first welcome our on-air producer, Chelsea. I mean, there's like people are working on this show, you know what I mean? But like, Chelsea, you're you're here like to join me specifically. Great jacket today. Oh, thank you. It's reversible, this jacket. Just have to What's throw that the out side? there. It, so, oh my God. This. They're awesome. They're like, the, I, I mean, love this these. is a great, this is classic audio moment yeah. where <laughs> we love it from both sides and it's beautiful. Um, well, congrats on your jacket. Thank you so I mean, much. I I'm so happy for you. And I think reversibility is something that I don't have in nearly enough of my clothes. And beyond Chelsea, we have our guest today is a comedian, well, stand-up comic. Like, I prefer stand-up comic. I don't know what you prefer. We can talk about that in a moment. And also podcast sensation, Andrew Michon. Um, Hi, Andrew. Welcome to- I just did a clap. Was that good timing? The show. Yeah. Was that perfect? <laughs> yeah, 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 okay, yeah. cool. I just did my clap. Okay, great. I was hoping- Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you for, for having me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to talk for a brief moment about podcast, but outside. Mm, thank you. That That is something I can tell you about because that's my podcast. Yeah. Tell me how this started. Yeah. My friend Cole Hirsch and I just, um, he had this idea. We were wanting to work on something together four years ago to just like interview strangers on the sidewalk. So we just set up a little table and a few chairs and we just interview random people who walk by. They're people who were not planning to be on a show. The people who have no idea that they're about to be you know, put on the spotlight in certain ways. And we just ask them about their lives and just kind of dig into the life of the passing stranger. There's always interesting stories. Usually the type of people that sit down are very interesting and have stuff to share. And we've just learned a lot about the strangers in Los Angeles and beyond over the last few years. Percentage-wise, what? how many say no versus yes? Most people like, definitely what, say no. How many people walking down the street yeah. want to be on a podcast? Yeah, and I would say outside. no too. I get it. I would say like, you know, hundreds of people walk by every episode. But in a way, it's actually good that so many people say no because it's pretty self-selecting and that the people that tend to sit down tend to be interesting and have a story to share and are captivating to talk to. We don't get a lot of duds. We don't cut out a lot of people, so... Did we meet for the first time when you were in college? Yes, I, I had, at yes. the Aspen Rooftop Comedy Festival. No, that's in that's like, not true. No, where did we meet? We met in Portland, Oregon. It was I think it was right after I finished college. I had just started comedy in two thousand nine, and 
Yes. I think you had somehow emailed me or I don't know how we got in contact. Maybe you, That sounds like maybe me. You, I think it was an email. I think you asked someone like who should open for me or something like that. <gasps> and I think I did a show with you and you were coming from Chicago yeah. in like 2009 or 2010. Um, oh my God, I wonder where I was performing because it was like... It might have been the Brody I, Theater maybe? Yes, it yes. was the Brody Theater. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Which is like a tiny black box theater. Talk about people who have too much fucking confidence. When I was first starting <laughs> doing stand-up, I would just travel around and like rent theaters. Yeah. I mean, not for like a lot of money or they'd be, it would be like a door deal, but I would make no money. Uh, but you seemed like a hustler. Go, like, I don't know. There was, some, I was, there was something about yeah. the way you emailed me and the professionalism of it all that was like, I think above both of our weight class, you know, like, <laughs> and it was cool. I was like, oh, and, and you were so nice and you were so funny. And yeah, the show was whatever. I don't really remember, but it was cool. I, I was impressed by it. Yeah. yeah. It's funny also because I always I always think about this as like more people don't start doing stand-up at the same level that you're at. Like there's always going to be new people that are beginning who are like in college mm-hmm. or 20 or whatever and they're joining the team. But like once you're in your like 30s and 40s, there aren't a ton of people who like start at that age mm. who are new. And so the people that I'm around – are people that I've known for decades. And I wish I would have known that when I was younger because so much of my behavior was embarrassing. <laughs> and I wish I would have known that I wasn't going to be like meeting new people, but that the folks I was like very aggressively emailing in a too professional way, <laughs> that I was going to know them like 15 years later. <laughs> yeah, you, know? you don't really think of that. But that's a, that's a symptom of youth in general. I think you don't think of the long-term impact of any of your actions. Andrew, we're like... F- I mean, Jesus Christ, you know? It's like I don't know. Just trying to help to come just trying to help that. Chelsea out here. You know, she might be making yeah. mistakes left and right. I know I was like, what should I not be doing? What am I doing right now that's gonna embarrass me in ten years? Probably being Podcasting, on this show. Yeah. On today's episode, we're gonna talk about how to spot a tornado that's a Bruin. We're gonna talk about government protocol for what to happen when a tornado is advancing. And as always, we'll play a game of Thrive Survive or Take a Dive where we ask how celebrities would manage facing down a tornado. Okay, well, hold on to your hats because it's about to get pretty windy. We'll be back after this. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. If you're looking for a smoking gun, I can absolutely guarantee you, you will not find it. In October 2001, a series of letters filled with a deadly powder called anthrax were dropped into the U.S. mail system. What started as an unprecedented case turned into an unsettling mystery. Who sent these deadly letters, and why? From Campside Media and Sony Music Entertainment, I'm Josh Dean, and this is Cover Up Season 4, The Anthrax Threat, available now. And we're back. Now, 
as always, we start on the show by sort of talking about like pop culture references for tornadoes, our own personal experience with tornadoes. Now, I just want to start by saying that I am from the suburbs of Chicago originally. And so like tornado drills and actual tornadoes, a part of my life growing up. The sky turning green Definitely something I'm familiar with. Do, have you have you all seen green skies? Oh yeah, no. are these skies you've seen? I have not. Where are you from, Andrew? I'm from Colorado, which I think is like just the point where tornadoes stop. I think the mountains kind of stop them. Yeah, they do. They get caught in the mountains. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh-huh. they get twisted well, up there. <laughs> here's the problem. I'm also from Colorado. I'm from Denver, and That's we have tornado tornadoes. Zone. Yeah, I'm from the western slope. So oh, um, you're from mount- o- over the mountains. The mountains truly do stop them. I think. <laughs> wow, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was on the side in Colorado that gets them. So I also mm. had drills and stuff growing up. Oh, yeah, I didn't have that. I feel like I thought I knew a lot about Colorado, but no. Well, Colorado's weird. It's a state that, like, starting at Denver, which is, like, maybe two-thirds in east, is, like, that's the Midwest. It's truly flat. There's nothing happening. And then everything west of Denver is, like, Rocky Mountains western kind of vibe. Did you guys go to this um, Twister ride at Universal Studios Orlando as a child? I didn't. Do you have any idea what nope. I'm talking about? Can you tell me about that? <laughs> It's like a core core memory for me. It's like at Universal Studios and they tell you how they made the movie Twister and then you go into a room and they like use special effects and stuff to make it feel like you're experiencing a tornado and it I think rocks. I did do that. Is it like is it this kind of ride are like gusts of yep. wind like nipping at the back of your neck? Is it just like a bunch of people in a room? Like, yep. Yep. And they're like spraying you with like a little bit of water. Yep. It's like before we conceived of virtual reality headsets <laughs> yeah, yeah. ever working or like pre like Google Glass or whatever Apple's now debuting the the eye goggle. Or yeah, I don't know. I forget what they're called. called. <laughs> AR. In an era before that, we were like, what we're going to do is you get in this room, we'll spray you with water. <laughs> I can't believe they actually discontinued that in advance of the Little Mermaid reboot because that would have been a very watery yeah. opportunity. Um did you see the movie Twister, though? Because I feel like you're so young that, like, maybe you just were on a ride for which you had no reference. Exactly. No, I've never seen the movie Twister, but I have gone to the back lot at Universal and experienced the ride. This is the part of the show where we give you some real survival advice. This is from the CDC, National Disaster and Severe Weather preparation for tornadoes. And here on this podcast, we believe in the CDC. Now, some signs of a tornado. Okay. It's going to start with a severe thunderstorm often, but also right before a tornado, it stops raining. Mm. Like the thunderstorm, like there might be, there might, that also might come with rain, but tornadoes don't happen when it's actively raining. So that's when you know that you need to stress out is when it has stopped raining. Also, it's going to be this dark green colored sky that we talked about. You're going to see some large low-laying clouds. You're going to you might you might experience a loud roar that sounds like a freight train. Unfortunately for me, I also grew up in a house where you could hear the train tracks from Ooh. my house, so you also that was useless. You might see a cow coming like really close to the screen as well. If there's a cow super close to the screen or a three-dimensional <laughs> yeah. cow yeah, yeah, which sort of slides <laughs> through your home, um, something to worry about. Then, you know, watch out for that. Also, 
in case, for instance, you see a rotating funnel-shaped cloud. I'm realizing, like, maybe, like, tornadoes don't get the same press that hurricanes get in 2023. So I'm realizing Mm. there might even be people that don't know what a tornado is. But basically, here's what a tornado looks like. A bugle. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm, The snack. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, not the... Big (laughs) bugle. Not the, um... One from not the one that you go charge at the end, no. not that one. The snack, one. uh, no, yeah, the snack, the snack from, and there's there's more tornadoes in America than anywhere else. There's like over a thousand a year compared to Whoa. anywhere else in the world, yeah, because I was what? looking it up too. There's over a thousand a year in the United States. I mean, some most of them are minor, and there's only like a few hundred a year in all of Europe. So, for some reason, North America has the most tornadoes. Wow, way to totally show me up. I, I listened to a podcast about it. Oh, wow. And what causes a tornado, Cameron? Great cue, Andrew. Uh, basically, high and low pressure air in one given space. The high pressure particles move toward the low pressure particles, which creates wind. But because hot air also rises, the wind starts spinning cyclically either close to the ground or up vertically. And once the airstream is touching the ground and the clouds, it's classified as a tornado. Did I answer your question? Yeah, that was beautiful. I learned something today in doing this that the really scary tornadoes, the biggest ones, uh-huh. they start like as like a barrel roll. So they're rolling like horizontally, if that makes sense. And then they get flipped up. So the really, really scary ones do not start on the ground and then start spinning upward. They're like rolling forward and then get flipped up vertically, which I hope makes sense. Which is a trick I've taught my dog. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Roll over, but then tornado. Time to tornado. Exactly. That's what the big, big scary ones do. (laughs) Tornado, tornado. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. There is a scale for tornadoes, the enhanced Fujita scale. So Chelsea, the big ones that you're talking about, I don't actually know where those live. <laughs> there are five. This- so five is worse. Five. Oh, there are five? It's like the higher the number, the worse it is. The And it's really just the right, right, speed right. of the winds. So like an F5, EF5, enhanced Fujita 5 is bad news. EF5 is mm. like yep. your house is a goner. And the one is the least Yeah, important. one is like weak little winds. So. <laughs> one is like a little spinny, a little, little um, cute. Spinny cyclone. Yeah, you go outside with a dreidel. Mm-hmm. That's a, a one. dreidel no. is a one. <laughs> I, I do feel like the the five being the best and the one being the measliest is another way for somebody who's gone to the Olympics to really talk about their fifth place finish in like say hurdles. You know, according to the yeah enhanced Fujita scale, I actually did the best. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a really, really big tornado in 1925. It's like the biggest one that's ever been recorded. And it was called the Tri-State Tornado because it occurred in three different states, Missouri, Illinois, and Indiana. And it was, of course, an F5 because it was like yeah, I mean, massive. Cam and I remember. We're, we're both much older than <laughs> yeah, you. You remember exactly. that? <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there aren't that many stand-up comics that I'm friends with today who started after 1925. Because it's just <laughs> right. like, you're either in or you're not, you know? Look, and, yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's just, them's just the breaks, kids. <laughs> yeah. But you call yourself the World read- War I generation of comedians. <laughs> 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 I, I do have a question about this, Chelsea, and I don't know if you know. Like, wait, are you talking about the tornado traveled to three different states? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. 
Like it wasn't a tornado so large that it encompassed three <laughs> different states, correct? Correct. Because that doesn't make any sense. No, that'd be. But it big. is a new thing. To I mean, fear. I wasn't there. To be fair, I don't know. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't yeah, there. Yeah. I don't know why I'm but- asking you when I could just go back to my own memory. <laughs> yeah, just remember that day. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So okay, we've taken a moment and really solved what tornadoes are. I want to get back to how we can stay safe. Now, this is true. If there's a tornado, it's that kind of thing where you should anticipate like power, Wi-Fi, all that stuff is going to go down. Now, when I was a child growing up in um, 1925, we did listen to like weather on the radio if there was if there were tornadoes coming just to like make sure that we were up to date because it wasn't that our Wi-Fi was going to go down. Oh, the TV. I was trying to think (laughs) of what other sources of information do we have? Oh, and also I think we don't want to be near the television because of what if the glass explodes directly out at you? I don't know. Ooh. Look, these are just things I may or may not remember. But you should definitely go to the basement if you have a basement in your house. And honestly, if, not, if you're in the Midwest. Digging. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> start digging as soon as you can. <laughs> also, in the Midwest, everybody does have a basement. In my right. like, out, like in California, nobody has a basement. But they do sometimes live on stilts. That's something Mm. that California has. So it's not so much a basement, but a giant crevasse that your whole entire home can fall into. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But in the Midwest, we have basements that constantly flood, which makes my parents super upset. If you'd like to talk to them about anything, you if either of you ever gets a chance to meet my parents, ask them if their uh, basement has ever flooded and you (laughs) smooth sailing. You don't have to bring up another (laughs) thing for the night. You're, yeah, you can just really relax. After okay, so that. you go to the basement. What else should you do? Pray, I think, at that point. Oh, you're yeah. just kind of So you should. <laughs> so number one, you know, a belief in God. Develop a belief in God. Oh, so wow. go in the basement. Develop a belief in God, and then you're also going to want to write down important information like names and phone numbers for, you know. Your gas electric water company, your neighbors, your insurance agents, stuff like that, in case your phone comes back on before any other Wi Fi stuff does. Um, you're also going to want to write down like r- prescriptions, things like that, you know, things that in case you don't have access to Wi Fi for a minute. Wait, so you go to the basement and you're basically doing like worksheets or writing stuff down or is this you want to do this like a now little paperwork, before like a, a light, like a light paperwork yeah okay you, a little you, bit of paperwork <laughs> all right you clock in in the basement and you write down all these numbers and look up all this well, info the, like if you're me you have a lot of prescriptions and so what you should do is just bring all of those into the mm, basement mm-hmm. with you you know you need to write them write them down just make a little castle of pill okay. bottles and crawl cool. in there That'll so you protect feel safer you. <laughs> Also, this is something that Medina wrote down that, like, I understand this conceptually, but I can't place it in the real world. Because it also says shut off utilities. Like, shut off your utilities. And I understand that, that like, power and gas comes from somewhere. I feel like t- you have yeah. to call them to do that. I no, you could do it. No, I think you, you could do it. Do it. I think you have to call your them. Thing. You could definitely but shut your power you off. That, that's pretty easy. So you just look for a circuit breaker box, and there's just going to be like one master circuit breaker, ah. and you just turn it to off. That's pretty easy. 
Because whenever I've looked at like a circuit breaker box, it's like little. There's a lot of little, small ones, but there's going to be one big ones. one that you can usually yeah. turn it down. And you did a nice pulling down motion that felt very like a Batman villain where it's like, yeah, like yeah. I've turned out the power in all of Gotham. Is that what I'm looking for? I think the big like one a, is going to be up to down, but the small ones are going to yeah. be left and right, unfortunately. Got it, got it, got it. So it goes from north to south. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, the it's, one, just like, it's just the like one Chelsea that flips did. north to south. Like so turn it to did. south, which I like, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's good for you. You should do that right so now. Quickly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get outside in your like. Do you live in like a high rise in New York? Find the main um, circuit breaker for the high for the high rise. I think your neighbors will honestly appreciate it. We'll be back in just a moment with what's in Cameron's backpack. But before I go, I want to thank Andrew Michon for being an amazing guest. You're thank so you. charming and likable, and uh, you too. This I'm was so fun. Just so happy, yeah, to to get a chance to watch all your awesome success and your beautiful art that's behind you. Thank you. I was it was honored to be here, and you know what? I might head to the Midwest soon just to just to put our tips to the test and see if I can <laughs> get in that basement and get my stuff in order and survive Absolutely. this dang thing. One thing we didn't say that I will say is that I also read that you're supposed to just find the the innermost spot in your house, like a, a space that doesn't have any exterior walls or windows. That's apparently very useful. Right. Uh, I thought maybe you were going to say you're supposed to find the innermost part of your soul. <laughs> I mean, like, soul? just in terms of what you've already My brought yeah, to yeah, this yeah. table here. Andrew's like, look, if a tornado's <laughs> coming, honestly, what you're going to want to do, find get peace. real centered. Like, you got to fucking root down and you got to, and just take a minute. You know what I mean? Breath that work. So work funny. On your, just breath focus work. on your breathing. <laughs> find your breath. <laughs> wow. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We're a new show breaking down the anime and pop culture news you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in, hold on. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) And we agree on some things. But not on everything. Oof. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. Listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. What if you could become stronger, more resilient, cure disease, and all you have to do is get naked in the cold? and breathe. You get into ice water, and instead of like freaking out, you relax. It's called the Wim Hof Method, and Gwyneth Paltrow and Justin Bieber love it. I do the ice plunge because it's good for your body. But there's also a dark side. How many people have died doing the Wim Hof Method? We can override even death. Listen on the podcast Infamous. That's Infamous, playing now. So now it is time for What's in Cameron's Backpack, where Cameron will be given a series of scenarios related to a life-threatening event. Today, the life-threatening event is a tornado, and she'll have to explain how she'd survive. So she has a backpack full of items, which could help, but unfortunately, I packed her backpack, and I'm not very good at packing for life-threatening situations, it turns out. So, Chelsea, you did, number one, an amazing job of reading that. Thank you so much. And number two, 
since that's usually my portion of the show, I just want to be very clear with listeners that I was ordering an iced coffee. And so you had to really step up and do that. And I cannot tell you how grateful I am. Okay. Can you give me scenario one? Absolutely. Okay. So scenario one, you're in your hometown of Chicago at a rooftop party. You're hanging out with your friends and you're soaking in a summer night. So it's summertime, but the music is so loud and you're having such a good time that you miss the tornado sirens going off. So a tornado touches down right next to you and lifts you up into the air. All right. Here's what's in your backpack. Hand sanitizer. Okay. Thumbtacks. What? And a bathroom toilet plunger. Um, yeah, easy, easy. It's the thumbtacks. Uh, we've all seen cartoons, and we know that if I just thumbtack myself to the roof, I'm, I mean, it says <laughs> I've, I'm going to lift up in the air, but that's not going to happen. Um, by the way, I also really appreciate that this scenario introduced the idea of tornado sirens, which somehow I did not talk about earlier, but which are the loudest thing on the planet and which were a huge part of my childhood. What is scenario two? Yeah, you're right. It, it, they were so loud. Um, I don't know how that didn't come up, but scenario two, it's just after a tornado. So a tornado has just ripped through wherever you are and you run up your basement stairs only to find that the door won't open. Uh-oh, the storm ripped your roof off and dropped a cow right in front of your basement door. So you're stuck. <laughs> Here's what's in your backpack. Half of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, uh-huh. one of the stones from Stonehenge, and a lantern. Wow. Actually, for the first time ever, I'm going to use all three. Um, even though, again, that's prohibited by the rules, I'm still the host of this show. I want to thank Medina uh, for knowing that I love peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. So I'm going to take that half peanut butter and jelly sandwich, grab that lantern, and you know what I'm going to use those stones from Stonehenge for? Well, I'm sure you're familiar with a little show called Outlander. So I'm not in a tornado. I'm going to the distant past to fall in love with a woman from 200 years ago. Don't know the show, but I trust you got out safe and sound. Okay. Well, honestly, that was a great reference. (laughs) (laughs) Scenario three. You're invited to a ride along in Kansas with some storm chasers. You're racing away from an F5 tornado when you see a group of children in a broken down school bus on the side of the road. So here's what you got in your backpack. A pair of sunglasses, a spare donut tire, and a Michael Bolton greatest hit CD. This one is hard. I mean, you know I'm good at all of this, but I, I've, I, I mean, this is really rough <laughs> because I feel like I might have to say that those kids are not gonna make it. You can't save everyone. That is, I can't. I can't? No, you can't. I don't know. <laughs> Look, I don't, I mean, Sony's gonna be super upset with me when they hear this, <laughs> but I think I'm putting the sunglasses on and driving the fuck out of there. <laughs> so nobody will know it was you because you had sunglasses on. Exactly. All right, well, that is our discussion on surviving tornadoes. Up next, it's time for Thrive Survivor Take a Dive. Today, I'll decide how certain celebrities would manage if they came face to face with. A tornado. Welcome back. This is Thrive Survivor. Take a dive. Producer Chelsea is going to give me three celebrities in an ultimate survival scenario. I will explain who will thrive, who will survive, and who will take a dive. And Chelsea has genuinely picked all these names from randomcelebritygenerator.com. This week's names. Chelsea, take it away. That's absolutely right, Cameron. This week's names are Mike Rowe, the host of Dirty Jobs, Justin Timberlake, and Rose Byrne. That's Mike Rowe, Justin Timberlake, and Rose Byrne. 
first of all, I can't believe that person's name is Micro. <laughs> Second of all, I don't know who that is. So that person is taking a dive. Who do I think will thrive? Rose Byrne. She's hilarious. I love her. And my love will sustain her survival. That is enough. Justin Timberlake, honestly, I am sure he'll survive because that man, we can't get rid of him. Like, and there's, I don't have a particular problem with him, but I just mean like pop star to uh, in a boy band to like a huge solo career to like a movie star to now he's just like going viral on TikTok for sort of dancing badly. Like that man's going to be with us forever. He is, and I mean this in the kindest possible way, the curly-haired equivalent of a cockroach. And I don't mean, come on, in the way that they, in the way that they can't die. Not in the way that we think of them as invaders to our homes. Well, again, I want to thank Andrew Michon for joining us. He's hilarious. You can check out his podcast, Podcast But Outside. It is a podcast, but also check him out on social media because their clips are hilarious. Okay, so what have we learned? Well... Chelsea's no Stark. She hates the North. And I mean, I'd say this to her face. She's definitely a Lannister. Also, only Andrew knows how to shut off utilities. And if you don't have a basement, start digging. Now, would I survive a tornado or die trying? Um, I'm alive. And from the Midwest, I would definitely survive a tornado. In fact, I already have. We will be back every Wednesday with another episode of Survivor Die Trying. Survivor Die Trying is produced by Sony Music Entertainment. Our executive producers are Sarita Wesley and Cameron Esposito. Our senior producer is Medina Parwana. And our producer for this episode is Chelsea Jacobson. Engineering is done by Sam Bear. And our production manager is Tamika Balance-Kalancy. 